good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is to you. Guys, welcome back to another Sunday stream that we have going on. I'm not sure what we're going to call this, JD. The, the, the brunch on Sundays, um, after games, I'm not sure what. But I like this consistency. I like it going. But as you see in the title, friendlies, rosters, and hosts. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the friendlies coming up this international window. You have myself. You have JD from the IMAX at We Max It channels here. Um, all the Premier League games are done, guys. So you haven't missed anything. Um, Wolves didn't win. That's, that's nothing new. And um, a nice game with Arsenal and Man City, but we're not going to talk about it too much um, because people will be calling people's phones. We're talking international window, JD. Um, so firstly, how are you doing this weekend? How are you feeling? L l how are you doing? Um, thanks for having me and uh, hi to everyone. Yes, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm here to talk some football, um, some international football, obviously, um, with the games finished. It kind of helped um, most of our teams because oh. they have to reach, reach um, here and you don't want them to be injured. So it's good to watch all of the games and really get a feel as to how, what form the players them in and stuff. So I, I'm pretty much happy um, to have this conversation. That is true. Guys, today we're going to focus in on Nigeria, Ghana, and Canada. If you're looking for some Jamaican content, JD does have that on his IMAX channel, roster breakdowns, as well as a few shorts. So we won't go into that too much. I know some of you are looking forward to that. JD has that content covered. But if we have to talk about, we will maybe at the end. But um, a set of friendlies that are interesting for me, and I think for us, because they involve two CONCACAF teams and a team that you know I have very deep connections to, Ghana's coming to uh, North America playing Mexico in the U.S. this coming window. Um, games that, unfortunately, I wish I could be attending, but I will not be due to prior engagements. Um, and my friends need to stop having babies. That's all I'm going to say. But congratulations to them. But so Ghana's squad is here. We'll talk about Nigeria's squad. Then we'll talk about Canada as well on the men's side. So Ghana's squad release. They are playing here. Um, and the squad that you have here, if you have not, been following the squad is you have Lawrence Atizigi, um, Abdul Manif Nuruddin, Richard is your goalkeepers. A return to the squad for Tariq Lamptey, Ali Dusaidu, Joseph Aidu, Nicholas Opoku, Alexander Jiku, Daniel Amarte, Fatimu Hamid, Gideon Mensa, Osman Bukhari, who apparently just scores in the Premier League. I'm not the Premier League, Champions League, just only scores in in big games, so I'm happy to see him there. You have a return of Thomas Partey, who dig onto the pitch today, so we're happy to see that. Then Edmanadu, Salis Samed, Elisha Wusu, Ransford Yaboa. You have Mohamed Kadus, who scored today. Jordan Ayu, Ernest Nuamwa, and Yaki Williams, and Antoine Semenyon on the pitch. Now, for me, there's one very interesting omission on this list. Um, there is no Andre Yu on the squad for this. And I'm I'm not gonna say that I'm thrilled, but this transition needs to go. I, I think for Andre, it's getting up onto a squad and starting to get minutes, getting to that environment, that'll open the door for him to get back onto the squad. I don't think Chris Hutton's gonna keep him off of the squad if he's still playing and contributing at any level, but right now he's not. So he doesn't justify having a spot on the squad. But the interesting thing is seeing a Thomas Partey here. I didn't think he would be ready to play. I, I think this almost feels like a similar situation, except we saw him play. We saw Partey play today again to, for the Jamaicans out there thinking a little bit about like Mikel Antonio. He's on the list. Again, I won't believe it until I see it on the squad where it, He's training with it. But I thought Antonio and Thomas Partey were in similar situations, um, but I didn't expect to see them there. But looking at the squad, JD, I know you're somewhat familiar with it. What do you think of it so far? Somewhat. Um, I know all of these players. I am the Africans as well. Yeah. So what are you oh. trying to do? Take, you know, take away my African <laughs> title? Uh, well, that's what you're trying to do? The passport's um, in the yeah. mail. The passport's in the yes. mail. Okay. So I, am, I am full African. Just the same. We all know that, yes. Mm. Um, I think it's a good squad. I am looking to see Kudos because, obviously, he, he is getting his way um, in the um, team mm -hmm. for um, the um, West Ham. Yes, and obviously, he had a few players um, to work around. And definitely, I do believe that Ghana 
Ghana lacks that one creative spark that can generate goals to open the pitch for their forward. Inaki, Samenyu, very good players them. Ayu can just, I use them can just stop right now because I think the team is actually good without them, you know? Yes, mm -hmm. so with Kudos, Kudos is the one to unlock them. Party will always come to be the stabilizer. So I think um, this is a good um, look What what with what I'm seeing. Yes, and I'm I'm waiting to see this matchup because obviously you know Mexico, uh, United mm -hmm. States, and those teams are our region. So we are going to be very much excited um, to see um, see this game. To be honest, you know I want to see how they look, and I'm expecting mm -hmm. them to push both United States and Mexico um, to the end, if not beat them, you know, and show mm -hmm. that um, these guys are very good, you know. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think you do mention a few players, which I do want to get into a little bit. Um, and again, Semenyo, uh, Inyaki Williams, good. I think Caduce getting his form is important. Um, I, I do think, though, the squad is lacking that, not to say a player that Caduce isn't a creative player, but I feel like they need one more creator in that midfield that isn't just Caduce. Because I, I think with a lot of your strong players, Caduce can carry and he can go, but especially to get a player like Inyaki Williams. Inyaki Williams has, what, seven-plus caps now with the squad and has yet to register a goal. Um, and that's been a conversation for a lot of Ghanaian fans, wondering, is it a matter that he should be dropped? Is it a matter that he's not producing well? And then I think the way that I look at it is he's a player that you need service for. And I think if you look at Ghana's depth and look at how they play, they have a lot of players who love to have the ball at their feet right they loved their wingers are players who will take the ball and say let me do something let me step over here go and create where inyaki is a player who needs a service so i think the more i look at this squad i have to ask myself the question is it better that you find players who can give him that service or do you put a player like that in a position where he can kind of create like that and i think create where he gets the ball then he can make those additional runs i think when you look at when his first debut, the game against Brazil, we watched that game. And he was playing a two-striker system then. So he would get out wide, get the ball, and try to create or be able to get on the other side of runs from there. And I think that's a better usage if you're going to play him as a striker. Right now, as a single striker, the players around him, if you look out wide, Nyuama, who's looking good, um, playing for his club, Jordan Ayu, even to an extent, are players who want the ball at their feet. Even... If you look at a player like Caduce, like he's a player who wants the ball at his feet and is looking for goal versus finding the pass always. So I do wonder, and that, that's why I'm very high on a player who isn't in this cap, um, Kofi Tre, who's playing in uh, the Bundesliga right now. I feel like he's a player who could unlock that more as an additional okay. passing player. Because I think if you do that, that really does unlock the team moving forward from there. But we will see how that moves forward there. But and when it comes to finding players and getting players going, is it you always want a player in their position where they are more natural for? But if they're not getting that service in the flow of the game, is it best to move them around? Or is it something that you think, like Chris Hewn as the coach, should say, we as a team need to work through this versus let me put him somewhere where he can maybe get more of the ball and then maybe that jumpstarts his game? What's the balance you think for a squad in terms of getting a player going versus getting the team going overall? All right, so what I would look at, um, Inaki, I don't think his games he played for Ghana is bad, are bad mm -hmm. games because he's, he's trying to get the rhythm of the team and the team itself um, mm -hmm. has a direction that they want to go in. Have they found that direction? I would say no. And because party and those guys were always injured, so, so and as you saw, Salisu and those guys are not on it. So mm -hmm. the interchanging of, of big personnels definitely cause problems here and there. So I would say um, jumping on the um, Salisu, you mean um, the Inaki um, out brigade too fast? I, I would say no. I think mm -hmm. take your time, 
keep on working on the system, build that one up, and then you transition into a next one. You don't just chop and change um, before you solve one thing. And for mm -hmm. now, I don't think Ghana has actually solved the, the style of play that they want to mm -hmm. achieve as yet. So why would you move to something else and then you don't complete something to say, all right, then stage one, so 1A completed. So let me move on to 1B so we can change it, we can interchange it in, in games. So I do believe that this is what they are going to use these two games for to cement mm -hmm. a style of play, see how far they can dig in that style of play and when others come back, they can slot into it. That's what I would say still. So for me, don't move him around. Go with the system so we can see an identity as to what um, um, Ghana trying to do. And mm -hmm. over the, these two games, we can see something carved out and fi finish that first before you move on because it's competition. Um, tournament Tournaments are the more, more important. These games are games for you to solve things. So go out there and fix um, something, fix something, and then um, build up that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I think that's where I, I feel with it as well. I think right now when it comes to them, they need to work and that means moving the ball a little bit faster than they do because they are a team that likes to have the ball, but they're also a very lethal transition team. I, I feel that their players play better when their game is more simplified, right? When you have less options, they can make a better option than that, right? We saw that in some of the friendlies that they played. Um, Ernest Nwama with his goal, it was he didn't have any option. It was settle the ball, put it on frame versus stop. Let me try to create something, move around. I th and with most players, you simplify the game, it's a little bit easier for them in that sense. So I think that'll be interesting. I'm going to go through some comments here because I see a lot of people in chat I do not want to go by. But guys, let me know which games this window you're excited for. I know we have a lot of Jamaicans here. So yes, you have Nations League qualifiers. So I won't be upset if you say that. But are there other games this window that you are looking forward to that you're excited to see? But we have Chris Smith in the house. Thank you for being here. Brando as well. Sean Bass. Hello, sir. Yes, Warren Webster here. And that is true. It is Canadian Thanksgiving weekend here. So if you're in Canada, happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, and stay safe out there. Enjoy family. A lot of things to be thankful for, but we still have a lot to work for in this country. So keep moving that. Again, more people, more people saying hello. Dredge, Dreddy DJ, I see you. Thank you for stopping by. I do appreciate it. Yes, Sean, there are more Jamaicans than Africans. I know, I know, in the chat. Yeah, Sean is just back with his trolling, you know? Yes. I know, I do appreciate it. I, I don't want to start saying things. I can't understand things. this guy. And we, are, we have been out here saying that he needs time to relax himself, and then he comes back even worse. I don't understand <laughs> this. <laughs> it's it's okay. You know, I'll tell him, you know, Suriname Sur will score goals eventually. You know, let's let's start scoring goals before we start winning games. Let's Let's start that. Um, against big CONCACAF sides. That, that's what I'll say to that. <laughs> um, yes, I'm the feeling... Shots, the shot's fired. Feeling spicy today, J.D. <laughs> but, okay, okay, all right. All right, all right uh, Warren asks, what's the ranking for Ghana in Africa? Um, they are the 11th ranked team in Africa right now. Their current ranking is 60th, um, but they're the 11th ranked team um, and the best way to look at it is when they were doing their draws for their African uh, qualifiers for um, the World Cup in 2026, they were in the second pot. So they weren't in the top nine anymore. Uh, they are in the top 11, which is kind of where I have them. I think they are they're a team that I think underachieves for the talent that they have. I put them, the Ivory Coast. And even a team like Nigeria in the same category. Yes, yes. Of, don't don't leave Nigeria out. They are in it as well. <laughs> yeah, like they're a team. There are teams where, if you look at the talent, they should be performing much better than where they are. But I think it's just they don't have the cohesiveness for it. So I think it's very much very something like that. Where I wonder wonder if they have the right coach or if it's just the the player selection. And I'm not trying to pile onto these players, but I mean. This during the a U ten year good runs in African nations, but their World Cup record is a little bit lacking. They've missed one World Cup, made two in the yeah in that era, and have one win to show for it. No, they have yeah two yeah one win to show for it in the in that era since AU has really been a main fixture in this team. 
So I do wonder, maybe you need a different set of people in the squad. In AFCON, they've made a final, but then they've also, last AFCON was their worst performance since, what, 50 years? Um, forcing a coach to be sacked that they brought in to make the World Cup. So Ghana is a team that doesn't play up to their standard that I think their talent is. And I feel if they do, they are back up there in the top 10, top nine teams in that region going from there. Sean, you do we need an I don't think I don't think CAF needs a nations league. Um reason being they are running their AFCON uh African Cup of Nations every two years. So I think you don't need it because you effectively do have that. Nations leagues both qualifies you in different regions. In CONCACAF Nations League helps qualify you for the Gold Cup. So you don't need to have that as often. I am someone who, though, says I am very much on a, I think every continental tournament should be every four years. Not to, so that it's a, and there should be weight to it, right? I am someone who I will continue to champion this. I think if you win your tournament, you should make the World Cup, period. Because if you eliminate those teams, you open it up for other teams to be able to start to qualify, Right. If you're if you're already walking in, for example, in CONCACAF and you're like, OK, U.S., Mexico there, we put them in pen. They're going to be there. Now you have you have the rest of the squads fighting for four spots or three spots or whatever it is. No, if they win that tournament, make everyone bring their best players. None of this. Oh, USA is bringing a C team. Canada's bringing a B team. Make everyone bring their best. Go from there. And then it opens it up because with more nations leagues, I feel like you miss out on the this cross opportunity for friendlies, right? You don't get to see a Ghana play the US and Mexico as often because look at what's happening in Europe. And you're going to start to see this, especially on the women's side, where Europe just started their nations league for that. So that means you want to play top teams in CONCACAF for friendlies. Then if you're Canada, US, you're either playing an African team, a South American team, or an Asian team. You don't get to say, hey, you don't have as many windows to say, hey, let's go over and play a Portugal, you know, a, a rising side there, maybe a Scotland who was doing well. So I, I understand the merit for Nations League, but I'm not the biggest fan because it takes away from those matchups where I get to actually compare my metal from one side of the world to the other. I get to go those styles. If not, we're just in that same pool always. And I don't think there's enough growth in those pools unless you're even a Europe and even with Europe. You still have your San Marinos who will take their 11s, 12s, 7s, Baker's dozens. And yeah, and then when they play other teams, play top teams, it's there. So Nations League, I don't think helps the situation because of how much they're playing for um, African AFCON. But I do think there are windows where I would like them to have more. I think either FIFA should expand windows, but then that's going to deal with issues with the clubs and the leagues, and that's going to turn into a whole hoopla. So I think... Let's ease up on Nations League and give me more friendlies opportunities so we can see our, how we compare to other teams around the world. So that's how I would go from there. JD, when you're looking at this Ghana squad, I know you mentioned it earlier. How well do you think their chances are for getting two wins in this North American tour that they're doing, Mexico and the U.S.? Two wins. So you want them to just come in the Congo Cup and beat up all the big teams. So I'm, I'm, like hey, I'm going so often. So you want Ghana to come here and just beat up, beat us did, up. Did he, did he okay, okay. You see that Canada <laughs> kits and that Canada kits and that Ghana kits. Look, look. See did, you, I see you. I, I, I think what that's their best case scenario. They come away with two wins. So how likely is that? Like, how well do we rate the squad? Or the conversation is how. What's our concern level Surpri with a team like surprisingly, Mexico? Surprisingly, they will do better against the United States than Mexico. Mm -hmm. Because what he what he's working on, um, because the physicality is still there, because they are naturally that team with the speed. Um, I think they're gonna start they're gonna match up with Mexico a little bit better. You mean you and the United States a little bit better than Mexico. So mm -hmm. I think they might get um win over United States and actually lose our draw with Mexico because of Mexico's style of play and oh, they have to come out and um, they have to be independent thinkers and we don't know if they are going to have spacing and stuff. So we want to see where they are. But that is my first analysis on it. Just to mm -hmm. say that they are not going to be in the positions that I think um, that comes with natural game time and the know-how. 
and because Mexico draw that out of you and then Mexico presses you a little bit different from how United States presses you. So I would say maybe um, they don't get all six points. I think mm -hmm. four, four points on this trip or two points on this trip is still good enough. Uh, for me, that's just my take. But um, I think that they are going to be competitive in both games. Hmm. I, I think, depending on how Hewton plays it, because Hewton loves to play his 4-2-3-1 with his two holdings, and then Leighton Caduce roam up the midfield with a parte. I wonder if he just leaves Thomas back there, or he plays more of a staggered midfield where he leaves parte to be more in that eight role, which... Go and if that's the case, I actually rate their chances better versus Mexico bases, and that's more so off of what me I've seen from Mexico recently in struggling to get results against Australia. Like their last window, the Australia game to me was just, and it, this is nothing against Australia, but I thought that they should have played much better. But Australia was really giving them trouble, and if a team that wants to primarily counter maybe mid block off of you and go. Ghana can play that. I'm not sure that's the game that they want to play, but he, Chris Hewton is a guy who says, yeah, I'll play that style if I need to. Now, I think Ghana can, can progress the ball a lot better than Australia, and I think if you get into a point where Mexico is holding the possession and then you get a quick counter opportunity, I think Ghana will thrive in that type of an opportunity. Ghana will thrive in that game. So I do like their chances a little bit better against Mexico than the U.S., because to okay. me, I, I think well, you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn when the dance is exactly. So we're gonna give Ghana the entire show. We're gonna give Ghana the entire show. No. Nigeria does not exist. Nigeria, JJ, I'm getting Nigeria already. Hey. <laughs> Hey, hey, uh, we're getting to them. The Nigerians, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm lucky inside the chat. Nigeria team cannot beat Ghana at competitive levels. Uh, you will learn soon. All it's, right? you don't don't it's, worry yourself. Look, the, the, uh, we're not going to get the real, but it's a very interesting, like, the record doesn't make sense for whatever reason at the international level. Ghana well, plays no, well against them. It, the reasons will be different. <laughs> When next time, um, the great, the great Ossiman, um, uh, yeah. who's Ghana, they yeah. are dead, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are dead. Uh, all right, that does just even though I, I think that Nigeria's backline, mm -hmm. I do have a problem. So, the, the squad that Nigeria has, um, based yeah. on what I saw here, is um, Francis, um, then you have Adabayo, and mm -hmm. you have Ojo as the three keepers, then you have Bassi, yeah. um, Jordan. William, Trotz, Nkong, um, Semi, then you have Kenneth, Bruno, and Collins to finish off with Samuel uh, and um, um, Aina as well to finish off those defensive guys. And they have Tyrone that came in as well, NDD, um, Raphael, Onyeka, um, Fisayo, Delhi, very, very solid player for me. Um, yep. Then you have Aribo. I, I like the way he plays. Aribo, Joe Aribo um, from Southampton, good player. Moses Simon. Then you have Chuck Wazy, very, very talented human being. Oh my God. Every yes. time this guy touches the ball, he wants to do something. He's going to dribble and he's going to kill you. You understand me? He's a yes. killer. All right. Yes. Chuck Wazy, Lookman. Chuck Wazy, Lookman in it. Um, Victor Osimen, Taiwo, Gift Orban, the gift. And then you have Ian Nacho and you have Boniface. Those are all superstar strikers. They have um, too many strikers to know what to do with. Ian Nacho, Boniface, Chukwesi, Lukman, they are all superstar strikers. But um, the defensive line and the midfield line, oh God, I am not um, I am not so sold on it, you know? They, I have never seen a team with so much players. I think they're the most mm -hmm. forwards. Like they have the most forwards, um, period, you know? Yes. For me. No, yeah. I agree. And I think that's my pro like, again, so Nigeria, as we just hard transition, no, no transition whatsoever. Uh, my graphic for Nigeria for some reason isn't working for yes, me now. So I, I do apologize. I, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting it. I'm okay. getting it. I'm sending it to you. Yes. So, but that's the thing. Nigeria has Saudi Arabia and I'm, 
I'm sorry, Saudi Nigeria. Yes, on, on the 13th, and then Mozambique on the 16th. And I'm sorry, Nigeria. I don't want to see any, yo, the, the desert. No Saudi Arabia win should be happening. Nigeria should no, win. They're going to stop up Nigeria. They should. They're, Nigeria's going to stop up Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I, I, I want to hear no excuses for that because, again, they have more strikers to know what to do with at this point. They might as well just, you know, for, forget wingers. Just put three, just put Boniface, put, put them all there. Just literally just put them all in the box and, and just let them create off their. They have more strikers than Ghana could dream of right now. And that is, um, it's a great problem to have. But again, like you said, the problem is that back line for me. I don't, for whatever reason, don't understand why they aren't more solid at the back. Um, and that's frustrating because that seems to be sometimes the thing that holds them back from moving a little bit more forward in there. And again, <laughs> I don't, I don't disagree with that. A five oh five. No, they, they midfield leaves a few things off there. As I know, Saudi Arabia isn't a bad team. I don't disagree with that. But the talent that Nigeria has, this game should be a comfortable two nil win. I, I don't think that Nigeria should be struggling against Saudi Arabia just based off, again, on paper. Yeah, they should be there. But the question is, how long will it take for them to really start to play? Because I find that that's a very interesting thing when you look at, like, whenever some African coaches come into Africa, they always say, okay, let's be defensively solid. Let's go. And then you have the battle with the fans who want, we want swashbuckling football we want wingers that will go through we want fluid football because we think we have the players that can do it and i'm not saying that we don't but there's always that disconnect with coaches and the talent that you have which is let's be solid defensively versus let's play to our strengths and then go from there do you think that that's a problem in terms of and this isn't even just an african problem but you think this is a problem in terms of just fans expectations and uh, watching too many youtube tributes and saying okay well if this guy's would scoring 18 goals like this why isn't he doing this for the national team well because he's asked to do different things but is there a holdback when it comes to players who can't really move and really play in that full fluid system or is it just the coaches saying we don't trust you to do that um for me based on what i saw obviously you know that i i do cover um a lot of uh, nigerian mm -hmm. football yeah. i i just believe that they have the players them um the attacking players them defensive to somewhat i still believe that they need more defenders so pretty much they need more midfielders and more defenders as well so mm -hmm. what he's doing now um obviously um you have to work with what you do have so he's yeah. trying to find a way out to make sure he always has at least four strikers on uh, so nigeria has jamaica problem but mm -hmm. what the difference is jamaica nigeria players are way better than jamaica players the forward oh. players and they are way better. So um so you can release that because Osimen can press and then you have Ian Nacho um with Chokwezi and the others in be behind him. Uh, but yeah. I just believe that they, they they the same thing with windows. You have to look at who is available on certain windows. Gif Orban yeah. was injured. Um they, they, are, they said a midfielder was injured as well. So they are trying to work on things just like um Ghana. But um, sometimes pieces just don't come in on the time and it actually um, stall mm -hmm. your progression that you want to try. But I think they have enough um, midfielders on their overall pool, but you just need to get them in on one window and see if they can work on things, or at least to make sure they get at least the midfielders, enough midfielders and enough defenders, and then um, a few of the strikers. Because two or three of the strikers is enough. I don't think you need mm -hmm. more than the two or three of this, the, the top strikers them um and try to force get the mid midfielders in to work on things yeah. and the side now of the expectations from the fans obviously these guys are doing it on the world level so they expect you to come in and do it on the world level um Osman came in he does he did it on the world level and he did the same thing mm -hmm. yet again you understand me it, it never looked like He's even scoring more in Africa than what he's doing in the world on the world level. So, mm -hmm. so it, it raised the expectations of the other persons because they're saying that what if he's doing it, someone else need to come in and do it. So Ty will need to play good. Ian actually need to be better. Um, and Chuck Wazy um needs to continue pushing his thing, and then the rest will just follow. So um, 
Iwobi and those guys, I think once they do come back um, in the squad, it will add um, a little bit more depth with natural persons in the central midfield. midfield all right? And yeah. then I think you will see more out of them. But remember the last game, I thought that they played it, it without Iwobi, the last game, you know. I, I, I thought they played without him. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if they... Yeah, I think they played without Iwobi. Yes, they, they should be playing. Yeah, Iwobi was not there, all right? So that additional midfield uh, midfielder you needed, it was not there. Ian Acho played more of a, a creative role when he yeah. would have had Iwobi in that one. So I think with time, they are going to get better. With time, they are going to get better. So just give it time, and they are going to be, yeah. get better, you know? No, agreed, agreed. Yeah, this works and doesn't work on that. So apologies. So that is the... Yeah, Iwobi was... Injured last time, JD. So you need a little bit more from them. But I think walking through those games, I feel that ultimately Nigeria needs to work on their full squad, the full depth, the full range of their squad, I think, moving forward in that sense. Because, again, you can have all the strikers in the world, but if you can't truly move and then progress the ball to them, what are you doing? It's, it's a similar type problem to Ghana where it's like, yes, you have talented players there, but if they aren't feeding them in ways that they can succeed, you're not going to do well. Now, maybe Nigeria just says, put three strikers up there, press, and eventually we'll turn them over and we'll just play the game in their half because our strikers are just pressing that hard. And maybe that can work for them. But I, I'm looking to see them versus Saudi Arabia. I'd love to see that progression, that full football. Love to see that ball moving out to the wings and getting some nice balls into your strikers who are there, whether that is Bonifaz, whether that is Chukwesi, whether that is awesome and doing that at this point, those are the players that they're selecting. So they're going to be put in positions where they're going to have to be more creators than just full nines, poachers nines, whatever it is. But I think for them, that's going to be the conversation looking at those games. The Saudi Arabia game is a lot more interesting to me for whatever reason, AFCON games, any game against Africa, any team could win sometimes because just how they play the familiarity, the physicality goes up. Refs look and say, what is a foul? I, I don't, it's a thing in, in Africa. So refereeing is always going to be a thing, but I, I'm more curious to see how they look in terms of their build-up play against Saudi Arabia than in Mozambique, because I know Mozambique will maybe try to hit, sit back and make them have to beat a low block. And maybe they're able to do that. That game could be one yes. nil or that game could be six nil. And I would still have the same comments for it because I've been looking for so things. So I'm more curious really mm -hmm. to see what it is. Um, when it, so when it comes to Nigeria now, what what are what needs to happen for them to come away with a with two wins for their window as well? Um, speed transition and um, recovery. Uh, that's mm -hmm. the main thing because they, they struggle with recovery. I saw them last time against um, Sierra Leone, and Sierra Leone gave them way too much problems for my liking. And Sierra Leone does not have that talent to 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 match up with them. Mm -hmm. So um, Saudi Arabia, as as what Jason try to aim, aim towards of um, mm. them playing with more quality players. We'll give them that opportunity to um, press a little bit better and also pass the ball a little bit better, which they did it well um, in the World Cup, right? In the World Cup, they did, they did it well in the World Cup. So I'm expected to, expecting to see something like that. But I just believe that, the, that the, they are going to improve on that recovery. And mm -hmm. also their build-up and, and speed transition will be better. And once that that happens, I don't think um um Saudi Arabia can truly live with them. You understand me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. So for those two, I yeah, I, I do agree with you there. I want to see that build up. That recovery, they'll give up some opportunities because Saudi Arabia is a team. I mean, you can't take for granted that they did. You know, they beat Argentina Saudi Arabia at the is World better, Cup. better than that's what I said. Saudi Arabia is better than um Sierra Leone. Uh, so yeah. I, I want maybe they are not fast as Sierra Leone players, mm -hmm. um, but they are better technical players. So if you open that space, they are going to take that space, and it will cause problems. So that's where I'm looking um, at the problematic side. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and I think that's fair, guys. Let me know. Again, we talked a little bit about Ghana. We talked about Nigeria. Do you think they can get a clean sweep in their friendlies? Um, four wins or whatever it is. Um, put that in the comments below. There are some comments coming in, guys. We will get to them, so no worries for that. But I do feel, again, I, li I like your two points uh, in terms of just 
um, recovery and that transition. I think that's something that Nigeria can build off of. And whether it is, I'm interested to see that midfield, if they can create havoc, right? If they can disweet, if they can disrupt what Saudi Arabia is trying to do with their buildup. And if they can do that, then whatever happens in Mozambique again, they could lose to Mozambique. And I would still say, I want to see if they were disruptive because in Africa, you just get one break, they score, and then they low block you for the next 82 minutes. And that is, and that's the case. So I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be mad, but I think that'll be what it is. You got Jason telling me Nigeria will sweep. Ghana best results will be a draw. That's fair. I think that's very much possible. Um, looking forward to it i didn't read on a very side note i didn't realize how many uh, uh players of nigerian descent are on the u.s team or who have played for the u.s in the last couple of years um so good for them um i'm also tired of nigerian youths going to the u.s it makes me hating them a lot easier but whatever but again i'm not we're not gonna make this cold conversation about Balogun because he really had no other options in terms of where he was playing he was too buried in that depth for england and even for nigeria he there was nowhere for him to go so we have those two teams you know we're running through Mm -hmm. this we have canada canada is playing one friendly because apparently um money's tight so one friendly that we are playing, and I will get that roster for you. That against Japan, so the Japan friendly they have it's coming up, and the roster is. Here. Um, how much players they need? Name twenty three. Twenty right, right on the dot. Twenty three. Okay, okay because I'm seeing the same list here. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. So, yep. So Canada bringing back. Market, it's accurate. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. So Canada's bringing in. Uh, 23, Marbiello is the interim coach. As you know, Herdman left for TFC. Um, so that is where it is. So, again, Borian, Crepo, St. Clair, your goalkeepers. Adekudbi, Bobito, Cornelius, Davies, Defugeral, Johnston, Larea, Miller, Vittoria, midfield, Schwanier, Estacchio, Kone, Osorio, Patton, Piet, and then up top, Brim, David, or David, Hoylet, Laren, and Miller. I'm not going to lie, JD. I'm looking at the squad, and there are names that I'm used to seeing that I'm starting to think. Well, I'm not starting to think. I, I, there's the reality that is. I think th- if you look at the squad, you could make an argument that five, six players won't be here next year, if not the year after that. Seven of these players. players they're looking at? Um, I think for me. Said, yeah. Miller and those guys, they think that won't be there. I think Borean's going to be, will be done soon. I think there's a conversation about Adekudbi and Larea, but right now it's more so Adekudbi off of his form. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a very good conversation you can have. I love Hoylet. I do, but I think you can have a conversation about him. You can have a conversation about Vittoria. Right, Piet, I think, will is here just because we don't have much depth in the sixth role. But going through those players, and then Liam Miller, I think there's too many. That position, I think, is going to get rotated a lot. Whether it's a Corbiano who comes in, whether it's um, a Schaffelberg, a Russell Rowe, players like that who are playing decent, if not well, when it comes to um, just the matter of in how they're doing in the MLS. If you if you're still holding on a recruiting train, I think uh, a player like I know Koliosha looks like he's going to go for Italy, which I mean that makes sense. He's always said I'll go wherever minutes are. Whoever wants to play me, I will go there. Um, which if I want to put on my conspiracy theory cap on, having a coach say Alfonso Davies is going to play fullback and Alfonso Davies is a fullback opens up a winger position that you can legitimately say, hey. What other winger would Koliosha be playing under if you were going to look at it that way, right? But I think back to the original before I go conspiracy theory and hoping that we can recruit players. I think that list of players by 2026 won't be here. And I think even by Copa, you're going to see some rotation and some transitions for them. Um, So I, I think some of these players are closer to their last legs than some fans want to think. I think for me, that's what it is. I think for that, that'll be interesting. But Canada plays Japan. Um, that's what it is. 
yeah, yes, uh, Yellow said that he's going to play um, he's going to play Alfonso Davies as a left back because that's what he plays at club. And I think that might be the there's a lot that goes into it before I go on a ramble. But JD, what do you think about this roster first? Um, I am going to look at that that, that the, the guys them that came in, um, Bambito mm-hmm. and those guys. Um, I do believe that it, yeah, you have to make some adjustments because you had mm-hmm. um Hutchinson those guys in the team for a while. So yeah. it's it's the right time for you to make some changes. And you have to remember what they did in the in, in the Gold Cup without these guys. It's a showcase that maybe this transition that what we thought Canada didn't have. Um, it's there because some of these guys looked okay. They went to to with the United States. Remember that started mm-hmm. up a little bit slow, but they built in the competition, and a lot of youths looked promising. So I want to say that Canada looks better than what I first expected because most persons mm-hmm. thought it was a one one just a generation, and then it's going to be over. It looks like Canada yeah. bringing through a good amount of quality um, to match up, all right? So um, Ismail Kone, I'm looking lo- uh, more from the, him. Um, Ustakio, mm-hmm. as what I, I would love, Ismail Kone and Ustakio to see what they can really offer now. Now they have the experience, especially Ustakio. Um, uh, so I want to see how him, Kone, will work in midfield. The front line is always good. I let, I let um, Lauren... David is they, they pick themselves and their quality in the region. So I am in I, I do like the Canadian squad and I expect yeah. to see good things from them. Obviously, who they are going up against will test them. We'll test them. Um we, yes. uh, are they going to go with a back three? Um I think more of a back five. You know, I think that more mm-hmm. of a back five they're gonna go with just to make sure they can close the space between the, the Japanese, you know, yeah. yeah, because they're fast and ticky. You know, they're tiki yes. you know? <laughs> no, that's true. With energy. Yes, so mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be two good games for them. If they can get something out of this, like like be extremely competitive, that tells you that um, it's a success, even if they don't get a win out of both games. Mm-hmm. But just be competitive until maybe the 80, 90 minute, I would say that's a success. Because mm-hmm. our region at this point is um, all about... The um the metrics, the pressing metrics, United yes. States and Mexico. So if you can evade those pressing metrics from um Japan, which is one of the highest pressing teams, yes, yeah. you understand me? That that bring inch you closer to your success, which is yeah. to get closer to the the bunch of Mexico and United States. You understand? Yes. So mm-hmm. I'm impressed with what I'm seeing um uh, as to um Canada, you know, and I like the fact no. that they're adding, adding a few players that I, I, I would love to see, you know, I'm going to write them down, do my research on them, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. No, yeah, I, I think I, I would love to see that play. I wonder how they approach this game, because I remember walking into the Gold Cup, the question that I was wondering was, can we play with a two-person midfield? Because it's something we've avoided to do um, since the mm-hmm. World Cup. Because a, a three-team midfield, which is why the three-five-two has been the formation very much. And I wonder if they can get that to a two-player midfield. If it could just be Ustako and Kone playing the midfield. And if you can do that, does that then open up the pitch? Because I do think, again, putting Davies as a left-back works, which screams maybe a little bit more of a four, a back four. Maybe a back three mm-hmm. with with mm-hmm. two wing backs moving there, but I do wonder in terms of like what can they do? Other names like again, Luke Defugial is is a young player at Fulham. Yes, um, yes he, seventeen. He, yes, yes, seventeen ha, was in camp for Canada for their U twenties as a sixteen mm-hmm. year old. Um, so he was there. He didn't make, end up making the squad. Um, which is a, is another conversation. Matthew, Matthew is in as well. Yeah, right. Matthew Schwaniel playing well. I think that call up is long overdue. Um, playing well for CF Montreal. Um, I think we a lot of think people really do, and I do agree. He should have made the World Cup squad. Um, I think he offered a little bit more. But again, the World Cup was for Herdman was rewarding the players who got there. Which hey, okay, that's fine. That's your choice. I would have said you're there to win, and nothing's ever guaranteed. Just because we're hosting. We, we may have seen the best version of Canada. It's always a possibility of world football, right? Injuries happen, players dip in form. So whatever version you have, you want to always try to succeed with that, 
with players playing at their best form going from there. So those Harry Patton has been a name who I felt has been on the on just on the outskirts of the team, but makes it in playing in Scotland. Um, Brim over other players. I'm surprised Charles Andreas Brim made it over uh, Ike Ugbo. Ugbo has been playing well in the championship, so I, I felt that maybe giving him that form as a as a nine would have been very good. But even like adding to that, because Jason, you do bring this up as well. He's better than I think he's playing better than Osorio. I do agree. Always wondered why Schwanier isn't in the team. Better than Osorio, in my opinion. I think that's another player who I think we are having a conversation in terms of. Yes, he's performed well for the national team, but if someone is playing better than him, get them into the environment. We don't have as many windows. We're not unless Canada fails to qualify and has to go through a route. You need to start testing this depth and seeing what you have so that you can start to go from there. Because if they are able to make Copa America, then we get to see how they play against uh, tougher teams, right? We get to see them how they play against South American teams, top CONCACAF teams. And then you can evaluate from there and say, okay, where do we go from there? But yeah, for me, style of play, I'm looking at what Canada can do. And if he's going to be a left back, babies, you're probably going to back four. I would be curious to see a 4-2-3-1 type of a formation with either Istakio and – actually, no, not a 4-2-3-1. I want a 4-3-3 because the more I think – I want Kone further up with Schwenyar and then Ustakio underneath that. That's what I would like to see. Will Schwenyar start? Okay. I don't think so. But I want to see a three-layer, a three-level midfield that can connect out wide. And then this is where – I think this is a big window for a player – Liam Miller is playing well, but I need to see something from him. He had a good Gold Cup, but now he's playing a tough team, and I, I need to see more because that's the thing with Canada, which is why, going back to the Davies, being able to say that Davies is a left back for your national team, Canada's depth at the winger spot has a lot of, I'll say, they, they're, they're all kind of clumped in that same level of they're performing well, but no one's really standing out. I, so I need, if you move him, if you take Davies out of that equation, right, and then you only have one winger spot available because when Tejon Buchanan is healthy, who's not on this list, he's on probably the right side. So then you give another drop. You can go from a Brim, Miller, Corbiano. If you want to put, like, a Jaden Nelson who's been playing well in form, like, that's just four. Um, a Jacob Schaffelberg and MLS, five. that's five players who you could argue are all in that same level. So let them go and don't let a player like Davies block them. Because I think if you look at their fullbacks outside of Johnson, who's playing in, who's playing at Celtic, what other fullbacks are in good form for them? And I think that's something that we, I think you need to put Davies as a fullback because the fullback depth is a lot more, is a lot shorter than the winger depth. And I think you can get away with wingers if you simplify their game versus having a defensively and a high IQ uh, fullback where Davies is playing at a top level. If you go Davies and Johnson as your fullbacks, you could do worse. There's true. But versus that, then saying you're relying on Adekubi and Larea. And I love what Larea has done for this country. But I think you have to start to have the conversation in terms of Johnson, Davies, those are your fullbacks. We have one winger spot available. Who go there? And I think at least there from a creative moving forward standpoint, that opens up the recruitment a lot. That opens up the opportunities a lot because I feel there's a lot more wingers at that same level who are who show something. They peak every once in a while, but they don't necessarily stand out. So get those get through those players, see who can perform and then get your best 23 as you get ready for the World Cup. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I, I, as I've said, I, 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 you echo the same thing. Um, just want mm -hmm. to see some competi competi competitiveness there, just like what they did in the Gold Cup. Yes, and mm -hmm. clearly those keys, key youths coming in um, will help to fresh the squad up. And mm -hmm. then, as you said, look at the few, um, the, the Miller them that you, you want to see more from. And then if they can't deliver, then it should be in a few more of the youths them. But your, mm -hmm. your base is there, which is the um, Jonathan David, um, the Alphonse Davis, and, and um, Ostakio. And then yeah. rapidly becoming one of, the, one of the more favorites is Kone. You understand me? Yeah. To add to the list. So I think uh, they're, they're, they're good. 
and they just need to keep on pushing to be honest and uh, mm -hmm. i am waiting to see them as well yes so for people i am a little bit tired so i won't be doing any more streams for the rest of the day um, african mm -hmm. took my extra day so i won't be um I, I'm, I won't be covering any Jamaican video today. I am done after this. I will eat some food and go to get some sleep. But tomorrow, I will bring back the content crack for you guys. So, hope you understand that, which I don't. I know a lot of them don't really care. So, it does not, makes no difference, you know? Um, indeed, indeed. Real baller. Hey, hey, Africans, if you, you, you are leaving the great Jamaica out of the conversation here, you're, oh my God, Jesus. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying um, to escape. And we couldn't yeah, we tried. escape. Big up is a real baller. We tried to escape <laughs> Jamaican conversation. But well, no, no, I, can, I can give him a quick 10, JD. I can give him a quick 10 if you want. We never have it in the title, so it makes no sense, you know? Yes, fair yes. enough, fair enough, fair enough. But yes, I, I think, that, I think yeah, so with this Canada squad, I do think there's a lot more transition that can happen than we realize. I think another key player that I'm watching in this game is Derek Cornelius. I think... He was gonna be. He was gonna feature for the Gold Cup, but got injured right before. I think he's the heir apparent for that middle back three. If you're playing a back three, and if he is going to, if you're gonna play in the center backs, I think him and Miller as your center backs. I think it's gonna be that, or if Luke Defugial comes in and plays well, because I, I the yellow said he's looking at more of a of a fullback slash center back position. But Cornelius, to me, this is a big window for me because I always find that this player does have game. But doesn't have the opportunity to always to showcase it because he's always behind Victoria. He was behind um, Miller. He was behind Johnson in that back three. But Cornelius and then Daniel Henry when he was there too, player that you've already forgotten that you moved from. But I feel like Dare Cornelius to me is a player that I'm looking forward to seeing because I think if he can perform well against this type of a team, can I think he is the if you do that, then your spine looks good because you have Cornelius and either Miller and then either Bombito, who I know he played as a midfielder. Bombito is a center back. Play him as a center back, guys. That's where he plays. That's where he's more naturally used to playing. You either put a Fujira there. In the midfield, you have Kone and Eustachio. You're good. Up top, you have David. And on again, off again. Kyle Aaron is basically Microsoft operating systems in the late 90s and 2000s. Good one year bad next year good the next year bad next year he's in his uh windows millennium form right now we're waiting him for to hit that windows 7 form so when he does that he'll be back in great form and i look forward to see that but against japan i couldn't have asked for a better type of opponent because i think japan will punish them when they make mistakes and canada will have to be very decisive on those counters and moving from there so i think ultimately I think ultimately it'll come down to how well they can move, um, transition well. So I'm looking forward to very much this matchup with Japan because I think in terms of matchups, it's a good team that will test them in terms of the spacing as well. So I like that as well. And yes, I do agree, Jason. Laren's either playing great or he's bad. Laren, I personally, JD, I would have left Laren off of this roster. And then just brought... Okay, yeah. yeah. I, he just hasn't been informed. I, 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 I saw him and I think he's trying, but um, sometimes things don't come off. And the league that he's playing in now is much more technical, so you can't just brute force your way um, yes. into form, you know? Yeah, so mm -hmm. sometimes his runs, his runs, they ain't picking him up. So you have to look at those things, you know? You can't just blame him alone, you know? It's a lot yeah. to do with why he's not picking, you know, for me, at least for me still. No, agreed. And I think that's the, the conversation with strikers. If a striker is not scoring, is it just that he's not getting the service or when he gets the service, he's not getting in? And if it's one of those two, when you decide which one it is, then it's a conversation of, okay, how do we fix that? I don't think there's anything wrong. And I saw this going around with a lot of Canadians, like their record, the track record for the country is this or that. I get that. There's nothing wrong with saying he's not playing well right now. We're going to leave him off. Like, there are other windows. Like, it's not like we're never going to play a game. It's not like we are being judged forever on this one friendly window. And if you have players who are playing well, why not push? Why not take a chance to do that? It's all right if a player isn't in form. Just put a player who is in form there. And I think that that to me is, is always a conversation because, yes, you want to keep the same group together, and I don't disagree with that. But if, if you're not performing, 
then you're not performing. It's okay. I have been subpar this week. That's cool. I should not go to the regional event of things. That's fine. I can say, okay, I need to improve so that I don't get there. We're allowed to motivate players in, in some way, shape, or form. Just because you're an integral part of the team doesn't mean that we can't that we can't say you are important to us, but we want you at your best, at your peak, so that then we can use you at your peak here. I don't think there's any problem with that. And, yep, that's true. The problem for Laren has always been link play. So when he plays and doesn't score, it's hard to see how he helps the team. I think his link-up play is good in specific, in specific countering situations, but in a full pitch sometimes – it doesn't work, right? I think of the goal he scored against um, the U.S. in their first game, right? The the one in not the one in Canada, but that one. I think, <laughs> I, I think ultimately, like you get those players, he gets on transition, he finds the space. I think that's something he does better than Jonathan David, which is effectively, it's a lot more complicated than that. And I so I think for Laren, it's a conversation of getting him in a role where he can succeed, and if he needs more bench go i think do that but i think it wouldn't have hurt for me i wouldn't have been upset if he wasn't called on but i understand why you call him in you want your best squad you want them to be moving forward so you do that can i address the financial situation with the canadian fed is it really the result of equal pay as some people are saying online it's layered um it's not a result of equal pay per se um it's it's a conversation of funding when it comes to the national teams um in in my opinion and that layers off to a lot of more issues than that i will probably have a live or i'll do a video on it to try to break it down in the future i might just do that tomorrow and put it out because there's a lot that goes into it at at the core of it it, depending on which side you look at it everyone has some things that they want to say if this is the issue right if you are pro national teams they'll say it's the it's the it's the contract they have with canadian soccer business which funnels all the money there if you think it's the women's team you're going to say it's equal pay because they're trying to get money that we don't have if you're looking at the structure overall there's it's a layered situation um everyone has a side um so any information you do see you really have to say i'll take this news i'll take i'll take i'll take Um, Africans. Yeah. Oh, you went out. You went out a while ago. Well, you're back. You, your mic went out. Your mic went out, boss. Yes. It's like they're trying to stop me to speak. No, I think there's there's a lot of layers in terms of that situation. I'm gonna try to break it down as best as I can um, with the information that is there. But we'll go from there. And yes, Jason, you need to be benched. Uh, you need to no, no phone calls today. No no messages to anyone today, Jason. That is how it is, guys. We're almost at an hour left. Um, if anyone has any questions, Nigeria, Ghana, Canada. We didn't put Jamaica in the title according to JD, so we're not going to talk about them. Um, no edits will be involved. But in terms of those three teams, who do you think has the best chance? Whose window looks like? And we'll end there, JD. Who do you think will have the best window um, this October? Ranking one, two, three. Um, I would say Nigeria will 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 do the the the, the best out of them, um, not because of what they are, they have, and then I would say Ghana will impress me, and I I don't think I I, I because what my expectations for Canada is not um them winning the game. You understand me? Because I do believe that they have they have they have the hardest competition out of everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so winning, winning is not the, the big, the big deal here. You know, it is oh, 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 they are going to set up. So that is what I'm looking for um, mm -hmm. from them more than anything else. So I would say Canada will will do the worst, but um, I I am still expecting um, something different from Canada. So I am not going to really beat them if they don't come up with a, with a point or anything. It's, yeah. it, I just want to see an, a good attitude. You understand me more than anything else, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what I am looking for still. I don't know about you because obviously you're more invested in it than myself, but uh, I am not saying a win is the main thing. I am saying um, a good performance, you know? Yes.
Um, yes, Jason, Jamaica could be and more, um, but I'll say um, my and more is going to be other things. But I think for you, JD, I, I think I do agree with that. I think Nigeria has the best chance to have a successful window. I would say Ghana, but if I say Ghana, then you'll say that I'm bad minding Nigerian youth again. And yes, I, yes, I think I will, you're bad minding Nigeria. I, I will not be bullied. <laughs> I will not be bullied on my own channel, JD. I will not be right, bullied sir, on my I'm own channel. Sir, I, I, I am very sorry, I sir. I, I, I will not. I will not try to bully you uh, about my your take. But um, if you think that Ghana Ghana will have the best, okay. You, you see, you, you, you know, you're bad mind in Kangakaf. That is a problem, you know. You just no. want somebody to beat um, no. Kangakaf so bad. Yes, you, you you're just making up stories at this point, you know. That you think that Ghana will come over here and dust out, um, just dust out. Um, United States and, and Mexico. That's what you think. Okay, all right. No, no, you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn today. <laughs> JD, JD, there's 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 a few guarantees in life, okay? Death taxes, and when the US plays Ghana, the score is two one. Every game has been two one, and in every game there's a okay. suspect penalty. Okay, every game has a suspect penalty. So I don't I don't I don't rate you know how I feel about the US, and it's just because they're coach. It's it's ninety eight percent because of their coach. Also, Ghana doesn't lose to Ghana. Ghana, that's a lie. Ghana lost to uh, the U.S. in a big game in the World Cup, the last time they played in the World Cup. Uh, but Ghana's record in the World Cup is still two wins and a loss. So I think for me, it's I don't know the form of the Concacaf. I don't trust the form of the Concacaf teams to say Ghana shouldn't be able to get a performance. In the same breath, this is Ghana we're talking about. They struggled to beat Liberia. So Nigeria has the easier window. Um, I can see th there's a pathway where Ghana wins both games. Um, again, I, I, I do see your point with the, with the Mexico matchup. I just don't like how Mexico has looked recently. So I think Ghana could steal that game. And then against, and then against a team like the U.S., I think Ghana on, on paper has the better midfield, which is crazy for me to think, but Ghana has the better midfield. So, from for my opinion, I think that's where it goes through. Also, shout out uh, Eunice Musa. Ghana never called you. It's okay. Um, and then Canada, I do agree, will probably have the toughest because I think their competition is, gonna, is the highest of the three teams. So, I think ranking, I think I agree with you. It'll be Nigeria, Ghana, and Canada. Um, but even if Canada wins, I still will say that will be the, the order of things to come. Um, so, that will do. And for your end more... Jason, here's what I'll say. JD, I'm available tomorrow. If you want me to hop on, I will hop on. Yes, we're, we're going to, I will do something on WeMarket as well. Um, Perfect. Yeah. I, I'm fixing your your things as well um, here um, and um, I'm sending it to you. So you just um, change them, yeah? yeah so okay. I'll send do you that. In, in, in your Twitter, yeah. Okay, perfect. So we'll um, yeah, take a look no at that. No problem. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. I am, I am buzzing. I just want some sleep. Um, I, go, I went to Netherlands today, so I'm a little bit tired. I was trying to force to do the, yeah. the reggae boys, but as I, as you know, we said we are going to do this every week. So yep. um, I have to be committed to show that I am, um, you know, yeah. So I, I have really turned agree. up on time again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have turned up on time. Yes, yes. And I hear the content, so I love the people I'm coming over. People, please do subscribe to the channel. If I don't want anything else, I want a thousand people on this channel. If it's, if it's, that is my duty to make Africans have thousand subscribers. All right? So please do subscribe, people. If it's not one thing I'm asking for, uh, I do want that. That is what I want. All right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow, I'm going to break down Nigeria. I'm going to break down 80. I'm going to break down Trinidad because um, a lot of people, um, a lot of people cursed me out, said I'm not covering football, you know? Yes, and mm -hmm. I'm just covering about a bunch of Jamaican um, football, which they are not even interested in, which I, I really look back in, into it and I said, I, I think I waste a lot of time on Jamaican contents because I don't think they want what I, I offer. I think they just want the, the bag of madness that has no value, you know? So... Mm -hmm. Uh, I will cut my Jamaican streams in half to cover 
um, more content as to what I've done before. You know, yes, because I don't think they are, they are, they are appreciate they have appreciate what I've done so much. You know, yeah. Indeed. So on that note, guys, JD will be there tomorrow. I will join him at some point tomorrow. And yes, yes, we got a point, Jason. We got a point, and I am I am so thrilled. <laughs> and on that note, we will head out, guys. So again, an hour every Sunday. We're still work. We're still workshopping the title. Um, apparently, I'll just call it the, the "I bad my Nigerian use." Apparently, but I don't. But <laughs> I, 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 no one, no one told it to do so, But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nigeria again. Talented teams, questionable federations. <laughs> That's how it is. But guys, thanks for being with us for an hour. Really do yes, appreciate it. Of course, it. it's bad minding. Look at look at the man with wallpaper. This big lumpy big head. You know, he would do this <laughs> tiny self. You know, so obviously. Hey, hey. Hey, Lamptey's back. I'm happy. We have we have our fullback duel back together, JD. I'm happy. Now let's see you how that I never knew Africans. I never what? knew that we could have streamed it at once on both channels, you know? Yes. I, I knew I've... it too, but I, I, I forgot, you know? So mm -hmm. maybe next time, obviously, if we're not covering two contents, we can just put yeah. it together at once as well. Yes. Yeah, so indeed, indeed. people... Uh, at least we're giving us something, and sometimes it's good to learn um, from other teams, you know? Yes, because mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I'm tired to talk about Jamaica, bro. And, and yeah, <laughs> being honest, yeah, tired, man. Too much fight and drama and, you know, chaos. Indeed, yeah. indeed. But guys, and yes, Jason, Jason, I saw you You're commenting. You're on nine as well. Um, I heard you. I, I clearly heard you, but I'm here to talk to the people and the fans, so I, I can't bother to fight with you. I have a life, so if I choose not to come on, I am not going to come on. I was already wow. going to Netherlands, and I was already tired. And the good thing is, I said it before, even what you're talking about. You just try to be a nine, and boy, oh boy, you are. So let me leave you alone. So Africans, thanks yet again for having me. Yes. Um, yeah. I am going to be energized, so I, so I will do two streams, one on the Wii Max it, and one on the IMAX it. So whatever... Um, whatever it just want to say, I will just do. All right. Yes. All right. Thank guys. you very much, Jason. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> so guys, thank you again for being here. Uh, we'll wrap it up. JD's got his content coming tomorrow. So make sure you check out IMAX and WeMax it. And if you're watching this on a rewatch, you got stuff to watch now too. All right. So we'll call it a day guys. Again, a happy long Thanksgiving for Canadians out there. Everybody stay safe until we see each other again. Bye-bye for now.